Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Um, yeah, breaking a little tradition here. We're back on Monday. Uh, usually, I don't, do I don't hate it. Oh, no, definitely more clarity th- today than I would have had if we had tried to do this yesterday. No question. Post post divisional um, week clarity. Yeah, uh, lots to talk about, man. Uh, four big games <clears throat> in the books. Three te- three games left. Four teams remaining. Um, some good championship handicapping talking points. Um, yeah. And uh, some pretty interesting volatile market already. Uh, we got big boy limits, and there's bets are, bets are flying. Beep, 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 yeah, beep, not beep. only that, but some some places Five. did open hypothetical Super Bowl lines, and uh, you know, not massive limits, but enough, and those were getting hit in the same direction, the same team. So yeah, interesting. And again, we talked about the the NFC where we thought the NFC would open when we talked about it earlier in the week or during one of the halftimes, I believe. And it is apparently just going to revolve around the seven, which I guess I'm fine with. Maybe some people are playing it back. Some places did open some very poor Super Bowl lines, especially uh, some of the places that opened totals. Mm. We'll get into that probably later on too. But yeah, you want to just start with uh, Saturday afternoon, yeah. Houston, Baltimore. Baltimore, that's how you say it. Um, I'm trying to think. What's the song? Way down in a hole. That's the the wire. The wire. Good show. Fun city. I was kind of rooting for Baltimore. I I like Houston. I think they're going to be fine. I think that's going to be a a positive long term project that they've figured out down there. But I'm kind of rooting for Lamar not to get. I like him too much to have a another one of those stains on his resume. So it's glad to see him make those adjustments in the second half, baby. I'm wet. Um, yeah. The, uh, the <clears throat> setting was cool, right? That was a, it was good. It was a good, um, uh, you know, kind of energy in the stadium. Um, I liked the first half was pretty competitive. Um, there were some opportunities. I don't know. I guess Texans were really, really, really <laughs> elevated by the punt return touchdown. So, Drew, I, I, I <laughs> you know how we, we have those, yeah. those, uh, you know, notions of how it went, and yeah. you think to yourself, oh, like the punt return was all they did. I went back and pulled the first half drives and plays, and it was very even. Yeah. Oh, uh, no doubt. No, no, I no. Mean, I, so, well, I, 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 I didn't think it was going to be way off, but I thought Baltimore would have an advantage, and they really didn't. It was roughly, they both. It was like roughly thirty plays, roughly one hundred and ten yards. They're both like three point six yards per play. Obviously, the the you know the runs and some the, the penalties were the biggest part, and that was kind of a theme for the whole game. I don't think it was just the hometown whistle either. Like a lot of those procedural penalties, I'm just like, oh, shit, you got to call that. What do we, you know, you can't jump, you can't jump, you can't keep doing that. And um, there were a few a few games last weekend that were a little lopsided in the penalty calls, and yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not really 
pointing to that as like that's the reason Houston lost. It was yeah. definitely part of the equation, though. Uh, I mean, I guess you know what we got to take a step backwards. Uh, we can't really okay. talk about the game without talking about the market. And the market was insane. Um, this one started off a weekend of true absurdity in the uh, kind of new legal landscape with ESPN bet offering liquidity that was heretofore unavailable <laughs> for yeah. football it, games, and uh, yeah, that that trickled into uh, just a wild set of. Uh, circumstances. The I guess let's let's talk about the side in total. Total closed ten, if, if I believe correctly. But you know, it was ten forty four. It was ten forty four. Yeah, it was it was so kind of fraught with uh, you know uh, our arbitrage opportunities uh, that it's tough to really say if there was a signal in how it closed. Uh, I will say that it got bet up uh, forty three to forty four. Somebody was pretty much like. Yep, this is going to be a higher scoring game. And I imagine that person uh, was probably sweating in the first quarter as we had well, three points scored. Uh, and it really did. You know, the Ravens did come out a little bit tight, I thought. Um, they had some decent, you know, decent opening drive with the nine play 44 yard field goal. Uh, and then, you know, the, a, a little bit of a, um, a stumble in their second opportunity. Finally scored a touchdown in their third chance before, um, you know, the, the, um, Texans uh, got the punt return touchdown to level it at 10. Um, and <clears throat> weird, a couple of weird outcomes in the first half of this one. Uh, the Texans at one point uh, attempted a 50-yard field goal uh, with a kicker who I didn't think was very capable of making it. Yeah. And they did make it uh, before later on attempting a 47-yard field goal that was no good wide right. Uh, they could have taken a lead into the half, not that that would have necessarily changed much about the outcome of the game, but uh, at 10-10 at halftime, that felt like the correct score approximately. If anything, it felt like the Texans maybe got uh, you know a little bit of luck with the, uh, the, you know, the special teams TD. But um, the offense looked like they were kind of, you know, they were in the game. They were pl- performing fine. Um, they were wasting downs like always. Um, there was a lot of Bobby Slowick pulling my hair in the first half of like, what, what are you doing, man? Like, we we haven't learned yet. We still not really feeling comfortable and just letting CJ Stroud rip it. Um, but uh, you know, it's, it it was good performance by the Ravens' defense. Certainly, uh, their pass rush in particular looked uh, pretty fierce, uh, and the coverage was very solid even in the absence of Marlon Humphrey. The linebackers played plays out as usual per the huge um and so yeah it was a tough it was tough for both offenses I, I, and 20 I think points. they started six of the four of the six actual first half drives with a, a single terry run mm-hmm. it was it was a bit maddening after like we thought he'd turn the page i guess and you know there was still there were still the good plays there was still the good stuff from stroud um my notes again, like I'm with you there. It was pretty even that Hamilton probably should have picked off Stroud. Yeah. He had that in his hands early on uh, the other one too. And eventually, I mean, Lamar would pay that back. There was a clear drop Oof, man. in the end zone as well, which obviously turned out to be a little more massive because I believe the drop. Yeah. The drop by Hamilton was on. They didn't end up getting anything on that drive. That would have been one of the missed field goal drives, anyway. Yeah. So it was uh, yeah. it was a little strange with the the play calling ones. But like a lot of people did point to the you know the second half adjustments by the better, more accomplished, more experienced coaching staff. Not only you know what the what the Ravens were allowed to do defensively, but how they kind of combated the pass rush and really kind of turned turned it against Houston, turned it on their head, and. 
I, I think that's probably what opened up the offense for them. The, the shorter stuff, the Lamar runs were great. The scrambles were, I mean, just classic Lamar. And yeah. eventually it, it turned into a spot where now we really have to rely on the pass. The run wasn't working anyway. And at that point, you don't want to become the, you know, the pass heavy team because everyone knows it's coming. It wasn't working out strange for uh, an offense that we thought this much of never to run a play, you know, in, in the red zone, <laughs> you know, the only touchdown coming off the, the punt return, which give him credit that Sims kid. I mean, he was stuck, just kind of twisted, squeezed and popped through there. That was really nice. There's a couple nice special teams plays this weekend. And then, yeah, the, what was it? Punt, punt, punt downs to start the second half. That's uh, not what you want to do when, when Lamar yeah, no, touchdown, it was touchdown, touchdown. The, the touchdown, punt, touchdown basically ended the game as far as I could tell you. Yeah. Um, the touchdown drive that you mentioned where uh, Lamar ultimately scrambled for 15 yards. <clears throat> the drop pick by Petrie in the end zone on the preceding play uh, felt massive, right? Like there's, if that pass is intercepted and it's 10-10, and now that Houston gets their first drive, like there's there's ghosts, right? There's thoughts creeping into your head. There's uh, you know, there's definitely a, a possibility that this could go sideways. And Larmar was like, "Fuck it, let's just start running." Um, and that kicked off what was a phenomenal second half performance from him on the ground. Uh, and the you know the the Ravens defense needed one key stop. They got it on uh, what was it? First and t- oh yeah, this this play made me want to scream. Uh, the, the the Texans were driving successfully. First and ten on the thirty nine, and they did. Um, I don't know. The, the pass to Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Yeah. What, what, negative. What, what, five, five, yards. Yards, five yards. Why then? Why that? Why any? Why was that even remotely in the playbook? All of it was like confounding. And then you put yourself in second and fifteen against a, a good defense, and you're fucked. Um, incomplete to Collins. Uh, short short right for one yard. Like they literally put Stroud on ice. I thought on that series, and it was fourth and fourteen at the forty three. Now you've lost a little bit of confidence in your kicker. You don't try the super long field goal, so you punt it. And then the game was effectively over as the Ravens drove 12 yards, 12 plays, 93 yards, seven, seven minutes. minutes. Yeah, seven-minute drive. Yes. Baltimore and, uh, would only yeah. have the four drives in the second half. They scored on all of them. Yeah. That field goal to cap things off, which at that point didn't yeah. really matter. I mean, that, that was out of it. But, I mean, those two middle drives, 93 and 78 yards, Sheesh. combined for 14 minutes and 13 seconds between those two touchdown drives. Domination. Essentially half half of the second half was between yeah. two long touchdown drives. So not only you you just when you have those three and outs and you don't get any extra bites at the apple, you only get four chances in the second half. And yeah. It was just a really it was a obviously a recipe for disaster. And there was uh there were there were score. there were two massive plays on that drive, the 93-yard one. Um, the first was, of course, fourth and one from the Houston 49. Mm. Um, what a play call, too. Yeah, what a play call. Jackson left end 14 yards. Just It was just just brilliance. Uh, and just c- congratulations having the intestinal fortitude to go for it there instead of punting. Um, I don't know that in all of the time I've seen John Harbaugh coach, he's always been that aggressive, but I enjoyed it. Um, and now he knows his, you know, he knows he has that in his back pocket in future high leverage fourth downs, which I think is important. Um, 
the uh, the third and two pass to Hill, which got three yards, was was pretty solid as well. Not that it was an especially impressive play, but just that you got, got that conversion there and you didn't settle for a field goal on that drive. Because uh, if you you know don't know that they're going for it on fourth and two on the Houston twenty seven, they probably just take the three points and it's a ten point game instead of a fourteen point game. Um, but uh, yeah, the uh, the the Texans turned after after the uh, the uh, the likely touchdown for 15 yards. It felt like the Texans basically just okay. We're happy to be here. Like all right, well it's over. 14 points. That's too much for us. We'll uh, I guess we'll we'll we'll, uh, uh, we'll try to bow out gracefully and and ultimately like the rest of the game kind of didn't matter a ton. You had 10 final points well, scored by the that, Ravens. Yeah, that that second touch. So the drive that put them up 31 to 10 only featured one third down and that yeah. was and that was because at that point they were running Delvin Cook on first and second that's how you get to third and seven you run Delvin Cook on first and second no offense to him but at that point that's kind of when you what's the opposite of a you know the the white flag like running Delvin Cook multiple times like that is is whatever the opposite is that yeah. the victory the victory cigar at that point they ended yeah. up obviously punching mm-hmm. that in and I think that was another Lamar run. Yeah. And that that was very, very much it. And that point, we decided to order a pizza. What did you think of the fourth and five down 14 points with, uh, you know, 13 minutes left in the game, electing to punt from your own 30? Um, did that whiff of kind of we don't we know we know it's not it's not happening today? Yeah, it's a, I... it was one of those where it's like, I mean, how much time was left? So like almost the minutes. whole fourth quarter. It was like borderline. I think I would have gone for it. If it was like fourth and eight, 10, I could have been like, all right, yeah, nobody's going for that this year. 53 seconds have picked off. Five or under, I think. I think you got to have a play where it's like, we have this play, you know, set aside where we need five yards, we need 10 yards. Like, um, who was it that ran that? Was it the Bills that had that? um, It was like third and forever early in the game. Or they yeah. had that lateral play. Yes, like, and they got it's to the, the one. They got to within one. Right? It's the playoffs. You have to have plays. And all right, like now we bust that out. This is not a week twelve play. Sure. But this is a. I need this drive to continue. And the fact that they, it seemed like they were pretty quick to punt there. Like they, I don't think they, they were. They were it. pretty quick to punt, and they had only used up fifty three seconds of clock on their own drive, which means they were sending their defense back out there with virtually no time elapsed after having gotten a seven minute drive run on them. Right, so it was like it. It felt like especially problematic yeah. that uh, you know that you're basically just going to ask your defense to get a stop when they had gotten uh, run out, run you know run Delvin, run them up Delvin like that. Yeah, that Delvin um, did have that one long run, so his overs did hit. His okay. over is like seven or eight yards, man. Any final thoughts on uh, the Ravens coming out of this game? Um, do do you change anything about how you rate that team? No, um, I'm, I, I, you know how I, I made this game over 10. I was already too high on them. Sure. Maybe okay. too low on Houston. I hadn't decided. I think it was, I decided it was a, a little bit each when I did look at other people's market ranking ratings. Um, I can't, I mean, they're still kind of at the ceiling. I'm not going to bump them up, although it was impressive. Obviously heading into the next game. Now they do come in with the net rest advantage, having played Saturday afternoon and getting to play the team that played Sunday night in a, not only that, but one of those teams played an absolute battle and the other team got to coast to the finish line too. So, uh, you know, that's part of how I'm making my line for next week with the, the rest advantage. And then obviously, they do get to stay at home. 
Kansas City will once again travel. So they're in a they're in a nice spot here, but it's still Kansas City. That should be a good game. I think we get just another good game out of the out of the Chiefs as far as a neutral, uninvolved uh, participant watcher. I think it's been a pretty good playoffs for that so far. Okay. Outside of the, you know, it's been like half blowouts, half great games. Fair enough. Uh, night game. Night game was kind of a absolute hot mess. The weather was driving a lot of it. The market uh, also closed very favorably for San Francisco. Um, you had that one closed 10 as well, right? Yeah, that one, it was, it was kind of like a late push there for the favorite. Ten and a half, excuse me, ten and a half for San Francisco. So you could have had a middle shot on Green Bay 10. Um, it landed, it closed 50 and a half. This was expected to be the highest scoring game of the week. It was not. Um, it was the lowest scoring game, right? Oh, no. One more point than uh, yeah. than uh, Houston, Baltimore. But, um, <clears throat> oh, yeah, by the way, the, there was... I don't think there was ever a 44 and a half on the Houston Baltimore. I don't think that total hit the middle, but it might no, have. No, right? it was late late steam pushed it up to 44. I didn't I didn't see it crest over there. There was it actually it opened at 46 and got bet down to 43 and a half before going back to 44. So at small limits somebody got a middle in. Um but it was never widely available big limits 44 and a half. So Yeah, it was um, it, I mean it was there was 40 the next day you know, the next morning, Monday morning, there were some 44s, 45s. Yeah, smallish. Half 45s, but small limits, yeah. Smallish limits. All right. Um, yeah, so anyway, uh, the Niners looked, um, they looked also tight, <laughs> right? Like, I think both teams at home electing to, you know, or I don't know if they, the, 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 it was classic Green Bay uh, with the ball first. Uh, they drive 58 yards in seven minutes. Um, it felt like they were going to get a touchdown on that drive, and it was here we go again, like Green Bay, you know, playing from ahead. Uh, they crap out uh, at the what eleven? Uh, twenty nine, yeah, twenty nine yarder. Because they yeah, would, I think they'd end up in the red zone on like five of their first six drives. Yeah, I was for, disappointed. For I was disappointed that neither of the love passes on that final series were really threatening the end zone. Uh, they were just kind of con- they were content to keep it short and try to get broken tackles. Which I don't know what defense you thought you were watching, but that didn't work. It's the Niners, you know. So I was I was surprised. Yeah, they're like um, they're re- reverse yak kings on defense. They do they do tackle well. Yes, there was some slipping and sliding with the rain, and obviously that was a big part of some of the scoring plays. We did see some secondary members fall down. There was a spot during the second quarter where the sideline announcer said that there were there were players on the defense for San Francisco changing their cleats, getting longer cleats in. I think they underestimated how slippery it was. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it was kind of a, you know, Harbinger? Harbinger? Yeah. yeah. For uh, a, uh, what would come, I think there was two for five in the red zone for Green Bay. So, that sounds right. I got I got my Green Bay team total over, but I uh, by uh, by the hook. <laughs> yeah, I got I, it was a little dicey. I had the over, and I'm like, you know what? This isn't dead when Green Bay had the ball again. It was crazy how uh, as as poor as that started, it did have a chance there. And yeah, I was pretty miffed with Green Bay not playing better. Yeah, and it got a little quick aside here. I was at a bar in Chicago. Said, I talked about this at halftime. I'm like, way too many Packers fans and. I felt like a, a, I had to protect like that 
you know, the, the home field or whatever. Like I, I had to go to bat for the Chicago bear fans there. Cause my, I was with some people and they were like mad. Like, what the fuck is this? Like they're ringing the bell behind the bar when green Bay scores. This is a bears bar. Yeah. So, so I got really like into the San Francisco backing, even though I, and then I realized like, oh man, I bet on green Bay to score at least 21. Like I kind of <laughs> got, I kind of got to cheer with these guys too. We're at Renali's, uh, Renali's good pizza, but yeah, that, uh, the first three drives for Green Bay could have really opened this game up. Oh, the because, first two could have. Because the, the, of how Purdy, yeah. Purdy was looking in the rain. Yeah. If Green Bay could have capitalized early or a million other things that could have gone right. Yeah. Green, right. Green Bay, the Green Bay if so Green Bay often. could have capitalized early or late or, or in the middle. Yeah, or in the middle. Or yeah, or de- the defense could have converted. Yeah, this would have two, been a runaway. Two really <clears throat> interceptable balls that it's hard to say without looking at the all 22 closely, but both of them were likely decent returns. If not, decent, pick sixes. If not pick sixes. there weren't guys in the way. I thought like, so too. They, they dropped two pick sixes essentially. Um, I mean, yeah. on that, on that first drive for San Francisco and they got the ball back. Yeah. Um, Debo looked good, but yeah, Purdy threw one right into the arms of a, a secondary member. Savage. I don't remember, but they ended up punting. Green Bay gets the ball back. Um, they drive down the field again. Ward falls down. Dubs gets the big play. And then that sneak, which was a point of contention at the bar. There was yeah. very varied opinions. I don't know. It was about as close. I I was fine with whatever call. Yeah. I was kind of miffed that uh they didn't. No, I didn't I didn't think they I didn't I didn't think they close. got it. Yeah, I didn't think they got it. I was cheering for Green Bay through and through and I I did not think they got it. Um, yeah, and then I, obviously then they get the ball back to San Francisco. Boom! They you know moved down and hit that hit that really nice pass. Yeah, to Kittle. And well, actually, I want, I want to say something real quick about the the, the Packers' first two drafts. So, I I don't really want to be critical of Matt Lafleur because what he did this season was pretty unreal. Sure. Um, but I didn't really feel the aggressiveness on the first two drives that you felt the entire game against the Cowboys. Okay. Yeah. Like, think about. Do you the, think they the went into it wanting to target. run more, though? That, yeah, absolutely. Be, absolutely. Because, and because Jones was effective, that was the thing. Yeah, I, no I get what you're saying, but it felt like the game plan was. I'm not even really talking aggressive. about the run pass splits. I'm talking about sure. the passes they were asking Jordan Love to make. It was gotcha. a lot of short stuff, and like really, where I think of Jordan Love really thriving, because he only had he only had one like real in the first quarter in those two drives where they held the ball for almost the entire quarter. And managed over 150 or 120 yards of offense. Like he only really had the one deep pass to Dobbs, and it was a 38 yard gain. And it was like, okay, like he's got it. Like he's he's well, cool. he's he's and, feeling comfortable. He's feeling confident. Like, and that was a broken play. Like was, I don't yeah. think he's throwing that ball otherwise. But correct. The, the the defender fell down and Dobbs was why you had no choice but to throw that. Correct. I mean, you're right. They weren't pushing it at all. Like what I was hearkening to as I was watching it on the rewatch mostly was Thanksgiving where we know after the fact that LaFleur wanted to take, he wanted to take the Christian Watson bomb on the first drive out of the book. You know, he was like, let's take this out of the script. Uh, You know, and love was like, no, keep it in. Like I'm ready for it. And it was like, it kind of felt like, I don't know that you needed training wheels on love out of the gate here. Like the team was playing with so much confidence and loose. And I don't know, man, I didn't, I didn't think it needed to be 
so precise, you know, so precise, so short. I don't think you needed to play keep away. And actually, like it, my other kind of major takeaway was like, even if it wasn't about the way you felt about your quarterback, if it was about keeping your defense off the field, like, yeah. Once you got to look at what Purdy was bringing, cooking that day, like yeah, you're really just, worried about that. <laughs> like, and, and you, you still need for that's the, the silliest thing. Yeah. Is like, being less aggressive to keep the defense off the field. Sometimes being less aggressive just means more punts, less more three and outs. Like, oh, good, you, you you tried to keep the defense off the field by, you know, running like you took two minutes off the clock by not getting a first down. Now yeah. you're punting again. I hadn't yeah. thought I hadn't thought as much about that as far as like if that was a true Lafleur. Like, this is what you know. I wondered if some of it was the weather, but how Love looked for most of the game, how he looked. You know how he looked last week. How he looked towards the end of the season. Yeah, it, it makes me. It makes me. You know, wonder what kind of who who has the most input there. How much they trust him. How much they listen to him. And it makes me think about the C.J. Stroud conversations. That sure. you know, he he talked to Slowick. Says, "I'm ready. Let's let's do this." They started ripping a little, and you know, it, it is hard to tell because the weather was super shitty. Yeah, and it it was it was sure. raining pretty hard for big chunks of the game. So sure. maybe maybe that played a big part of it. But I mean, they were they probably should have pushed it down deeper because there was I don't know they had the better cleats. I guess their receivers yeah. were constantly yeah they were beating guys. Oh, guys were I, I slipping. So like just once once that happened once, I don't know why we didn't run more. Just run right at the safeties. Like, yeah. Push it, push it deep. At least get everything over the middle nicely. Yeah. So anyway, two drives, quarter over. You're up three nothing. It felt like it should have been fourteen nothing. The Niners come down. Drive over is dead. Niners drive right down your throat. Score touchdown seven three. I'm like, oh, well, I guess we know how this ends. Uh, Like I was literally envisioning like this is thirty eight to three type of outcome here. Like the Packers are screwed. Um, They put together another another matriculating drive. Get a field goal. Uh, they get the beneficiary of a missed field goal on the part of the uh, the Niners. What you think and of the sideline play with Love? Hated it. Oh, oh, I don't know. Go Where ahead. he got hit? Oh, I didn't. I would. I, I didn't see that. It was well. It was just like everyone wanted a penalty, and it, I, know, I thought that was pretty close. But um, yeah, that was another one where it's kind of the story of what kept what kept Green Bay going. This you know this home stretch into the playoffs. Like it was everybody again. Like it was. It was Reed and it was Dubs and it was it was Love even moving a little, but yeah, once they got deep, again three and out field goal. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, six seven felt like you know basically the Packers had blown their chance to really really put assert themselves in this game, um, but they you know Brock Purdy did not did not uh, calm down at halftime the way Lamar Jackson did. He came out and was still jittery AF. And uh, miserable first drive. Packers respond, finally punch it in, and then you're like, okay, well, that was the sign that this team is, you know, that they've 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 righted the ship. Um, Niners respond, Packers respond, and then yeah, three touchdowns in a row in a matter of five ish, eight, six ish minutes. The over, the over was back alive. They, <laughs> six minutes I, in game clock. What? I sweated. Yeah, the the well, there was a big and there was a big one on that Green Bay and. Again, it was another penalty that had to be called, but yeah, they got a, a third and fifteen bailout on a on a DPI after they had that yeah. weird. Remember that pitch that went to Jones and he went backwards. Yeah, and another one where Melton Melton scored there. The defender was again falling down. 
CMC had the big run. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. The yeah the kick return with the, oh yeah the kick stuff. return with the fumble with at the, the fumble end, and then the crazy recovery. Tucker Craft yeah. touchdown, two point conversion. Yep. Um, and then that that next drive, that's where I thought it might have been over because that next yep. drive they had that penalty on the return, and Purdy absolutely threw another interception. He, like, he yes. To, to, he threw. He tried to throw one interception to two different Packers, <laughs> and neither of them came down with the ball. Was they that got Gary? There. Who was a? Uh... Yeah, it was both guys on the left side there. I think yeah. it was the safety and then uh, whatever whatever the corner was over there, but um, they, so they go three and out and it's like, shit, Green Bay's going to win this. And then the the tip pick that turned yeah. it uh, actually, and the tip, the tip pick led to the long field goal. And then Green Bay again went three and out. And then we ended up uh, with a little bit of a lull there. I think we had the, another punt before. Yep. Yeah. Then, then Green Bay finally got the ball back, settled for a long field goal. 41 Spoiler alert. alert. Spoiler alert did not make it. Um another one though, where like that third and nine at the San Francisco 23. Like, yeah. Why it's, they why, just stopped from it's like they'd settled on it. Yeah, why'd you throw the short of the sticks? What are we doing? Yeah. Like the like, like like miserable short attempt to craft on first and ten, uh, a predictable run for one yard on second and ten, and then yeah, the the short pass that was incomplete on third and nine. Like it, it did feel like they just they 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 <clears throat> yeah they lost their uh uh they lost their aggressiveness at the wrong time. Yeah, when time, Bosa's so. in coverage on your third down play and it's third yeah. and nine, you haven't thrown the far enough. Yeah. To this point in the game, Purdy has basically given you a D and you are still four points down. So the Niners were extremely lucky. And I do not know how this was not just a complete runaway for the Packers at this point. Uh his 12 play 69 yard drive, which took five minutes a clock which was actually the most impressive part of that drive, which is yeah. that they uh, they did it in a way that left the, the Packers with virtually no time. Um, it was good. He was good. I didn't think there was many things he did wrong on that drive and nothing that I would like especially criticize. Uh, the fact that they basically had were, they were playing four-down football, but they didn't actually have to go for any fourth, fourth downs. Like I think that helped yeah. them a little bit. I was a little confused, but and granted, it was the best pass he threw outside of the Kittle touchdown. But that 16, 17 yard pass on third and it was like third and four, third and five. Yeah, sure. Um, I was a little surprised because it's four down football, and that was the that was what we because that's kind of a low, low percentage pass. The way he was throwing the ball turned out to be a great pass. They end up getting that. I think they'd only face one more third down the rest of the drive, and that was third and one from like the six so yeah we know how that goes christian mccaffrey was great on that drive purdy was pretty good they didn't ask a lot out of him i think the 17 yarder was by far the longest play on that drive like you said it was five minutes long and then green bay yeah. had a chance again the over the over was back alive the tie puts <laughs> it at 48 yeah, a field goal and overtime gets you there a touchdown just straight up gives you the over what did you think um, was going to happen I really, I really thought they'd uh, end up with at least a field goal attempt. Yeah, I was kind of thinking it was going to be a missed field goal. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I figured. I, I figured. I'm like, I'm losing this over. At least I got one of my bets. I was like anything I'm but having fun because I think I had nine or ten. I had a bad number on Green Bay, so I needed I them not I, to lose by. Yeah, 10. when he did catch the ball, um, I'm like, oh shit, are we going to get the over anyway? But both times he had both interceptions and. His returns are like if Tyreek Hill was really slow, 
It's yeah. just all over the place, but never getting anywhere. It's like, buddy, yeah. and, and especially at that point, it's like, you need to go down before you do something fucking stupid here. Like, just get down at this point. I yeah, I completely agree. I I, I thought um uh <laughs> I thought ultimately this was a fine result. Uh, it felt it felt lucky for the Niners, but uh, at the same time, if you're going to get a stinker like that from your quarterback and Brock Purdy, and actually, believe it or not, Brock Purdy had a positive EPA per play. How is that possible? Because um, the interceptions the were dropped. Were, the picks were dropped. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the here's the thing. here's here's the again kind of the the capstone criticism for the game plan game call by by Lafleur. Jordan Love's A dot was five point eight in this game. Like that's so far off what he was when he was at his best this year. Like that's it was just a weird lack of aggressiveness in terms of what they were asking him to do that I just didn't didn't really get it. And uh, ultimately, if you were convinced that your defense was going to let you down, they ulti- they did. But so you, you needed to. You needed some other different answer because you know nobody's playing for the cover; you're playing for the win. So, um, yeah. The overtime banner. I'm going to take uh, the overtime banner and I'm going to put the thumbs up banner up. I always ask at the end of the show, and that's probably bad YouTube. Like, I'm just not good at YouTube. Like, <laughs> you should ask at the beginning or in the middle. Hey, we've been through two games. If you're having fun, if you're enjoying us, if you even just hate our faces, I don't care. Give us a thumbs up. It would be awful nice to you. Um, yeah, your your thoughts on the Niners going forward? Like, are you making an well, adjustment? Or are you giving yeah. them the pass because it was a we gotta, rainy game? Weather doesn't look as bad. We got to save that for the end. We can't give okay. away the goods in the middle of the show. Um, All right, let's get to the Sunday games then. Yeah, no, no. I guess there was no Niners injuries of consequence except for Debo. Debo is pretty much the only one. Like Greenlaw came in, obviously uh, eh, questionable. But was very much ready to go. <laughs> Debo, I don't think he plays. I okay. really, I mean, they're calling it 50-50, but you think he's had bullshit. this injury on the same shoulder, and he missed like two games. So I don't think he plays. They'll call it 50-50. I'd say maybe it's 25-75, um, really. We didn't touch on injuries for Baltimore either, but that's honestly because there weren't there weren't any. Like Humphrey missed another game. We need to see if he practices tomorrow. Uh, he yeah. hasn't practiced since he got knocked out of that uh, the Miami game on the 31st. He has not practiced since. He has not obviously played since either. If he gets any sort of practice time this week, that's a big eyebrows. Yeah, Gus Edwards did get banged up. I thought he was. I thought he ended up okay, and they just ended up holding him out because of the the game state. I will check into that. Thanks for that, mm-hmm. Pete Gamer. Um, the the other one is Mark Andrews, which the the timeline that said, hey. We, we're not bringing Andrews back because we're sticking to our timeline, even though it seemed like he was ready to go by watching practice clips and whatnot. So the, the timeline was always bring him back for the AFC title game. So I, I'm not saying it's 100%, but everybody's saying it, and everything's pointing to Mark Andrews being back. There aren't a whole lot of guys um, probably on the Ravens outside of Lamar that move the number. He's probably one that does change the tenor of this offense. He matters. If he looks real good in practice and he's back, that's obviously a huge uh, boon to them. And we're on to the Tampa game. Yeah. By the way, the uh, to put a uh, capstone, that was, was the shortest A dot for Jordan Love all season. I was wondering if you were looking that up. Because <laughs> <So, yeah. laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of felt like it was. And I know. Honestly, I was like, like, shit, I don't have I guess what? 
Guess what the through line was with a lot of the shorter ADOT games? Packers they lost. lost. <laughs> they lost the dude, the Giants game, the Tampa game, uh, the Denver game. Like, honestly, like that's not like you don't I don't think you want to run your offense through Jordan Love being efficient on the short stuff. I just don't don't think that's where he's good. Anyway. Um, two teams that lost to Kirk Cousins during the Jordan season. loves Jordan loves eight out against the Cowboys, eleven point one. Uh yeah. That's more oh. that's more like it. Anyway, uh yeah, so Sunday. Um, this was my biggest position of the week by margin. In fact, it was the only full stake I did in the entire second round of the playoffs. Uh, I needed, I needed some linos big, big, big time. Uh, I had six and it felt very much like this was going to land six <laughs> and, uh, kind of feel a little lucky Did that, uh, didn't know. Uh, but at the same time, like the right team won. Uh, I don't think that there's really any argument against the fact that whenever the Linos needed points, they went out and they got the points. Um, the fundamental handicap was they could handle the blitz well, no problem. Uh, the fundamental handicap was is their their skill position players are going to uh, they're going to be able to beat uh, the uh, the Bucks one on one, and I thought they did. Um, the uh, the Linos made some mistakes. How little they ran? Yes, I was. That Although, was kind of I mean, like I mean, oh. yes and no. Yes and no. Like they have, they've they've tailored their game plan well for their opponents. And yeah. what do you want to do against the Bucks? Is exactly what they did for the most part. Although at the same time, like when you got that lead, wouldn't have minded more Gibbs. There there was one drive where they went yeah. they went like four four out of the five plays were Gibbs. I think one might have been a catch, but like I was still surprised. I'm like they're still throwing an awful lot. Yes. Um, yes. And I mean it, took, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't like Dude. pushing deep, but. I mean, it's a team that had been kind of relying on these running backs a little bit. They did their yeah. split was a little funny. Uh, my notes for this one, and we'll kind of get into the game a little deeper. But the big things, the big sacks by Baker. One was on third down that was massive that ended a drive. A couple on like second and early early down sacks are actually worse because they put you in such a bad spot for you essentially have two more two more downs that might almost be wasted at that point trying to get all those yards back. Um, the two turnovers, both were Baker interceptions. That was, that was a huge. The Bucks were three for three in the red zone. When they didn't turn the ball over and they didn't take a big sack, they did score touchdowns. They actually had like 6.8 yards per play. Yeah. A um, few yeah. more penalties. But, I mean, the, the biggest thing was just like the Lions were able to mix it up on offense. The Lions handled the pass rush fine. And the Lions pass rush got home for the most part. Yep. Or at least caused Baker some some harassment, and we had the turnovers, we had the sacks, and that was a probably the biggest difference here. Yeah, no, without question, the Goff turnovers did throw the an interception for in the end zone, essentially too. Yeah, the, he had the, the one bad one. Dean Dean just drops it. Somehow. Dean dropped it right. Yeah, actually, actually, that was kind of the game, right? Like the the um the Lions were a little tight coming out of the gate. Um, it took me watching at home two drives to be screaming why are why is montgomery even out there like gibbs has so much more juice right now yeah. get montgomery the hell out of there uh but they still gave them about an even split uh golf was the golf uh should have been picked by dean yeah. pass was way bad that was right. like oh, like that was hands my, oh yeah, my I, God, I watched oh this hutchinson God. sack a couple times yeah. There was a big miscommunication. I don't know if he thought there was a back that was picking up or yeah. I don't know, but he yeah, the, the tackle goes to the inside for some reason, and yet nobody touched and Baker 
taking sacks from that side has been something. I don't know what's going on, but that uh, that blitz from the secondary, it's like he never saw that guy coming. Yeah. Hutchinson just ate him up too. It was when he got sacked, it wasn't like, oh, he's scrambling around and they finally get him. Yeah. All of his sacks were just like, oh, there's a free rusher and he can't he can't see people who are moving. I don't know what's going on. It was it, so it, was, it was like he was having a nearsighted problem. Right or a yeah. far, you know, like, like it's like he yeah. was like he couldn't judge how close the guys who were coming were coming. Like he saw him and he was like, I, 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 he's like, I've been sacked. I've been I got sacked. one eye closed. I, he's he's like, like, he's like, I've been sacked, but he's still holding on to the ball and he can easily throw it away. Yeah, no, like a modicum more pocket awareness, a modicum more in uh, you know quicker to just yeah, chuck those instead of taking the ex, the uh, you know the massive bad plays. And you know this is probably a little bit different game. Yeah, and as Adam points out here in the chat, he was pretty good um, outside of the big negative yeah. plays, which is... Well, the first pick wasn't his fault. That was Mike Evans, no. I thought. No, that, that was tipped up. In the, for sure, Evans needs to do a better job of get, getting his hands on that and at least bringing it down. Like yeah, he just, you he thought it was... Like, you think yeah. it was too high? You think it, it was, was not... It was too high. It wasn't a good throw, but Evans is your wide receiver one. He needs to be better than that because, I mean, that, that was massive. Uh, well, good thing for him. Evans did get better than that. Evans was undefendable yeah, <laughs> in this game. He was destroying the secondary for the Lions. Uh, Dave Canales called a magnificent game. Um, I was kind of surprised Rashad White only had nine carries for 55 yards. I guess the game state was kind of dictating that because the Lions weren't doing a good job of tackling him at all. Like it, a lot of times when they got the hand in, you know, and actually like this is kind of, why the concept was let's hope the Niners win ugly and let's hope the Lions win clean and then back the Niners was because like the yak stuff that the, that the Bucks got in this game my god like there there were so many opportunities for uh, extra yards and poor tackling and the third guy to touch the third lion to touch a guy with the, who was live with the ball was ultimately the guy that brought him down a lot of the time um, and yeah, wide receiver one, Mike Evans had no issues destroying the secondary. So, um, yeah, yeah the, I the think two straight sideline plays of like 25, 30 yeah. yards each to get to yeah. like the 30 and then to the one. Yeah. And he, he beat the pants off somebody and they're, they're really good throws by Baker. Yeah. I want to notice, I want to note this, uh, and we'll send a specific clip of the fourth and 14 conversion to Sean McVay. Um, yeah. It is possible to convert a fourth and fourteen against uh, the Lions team. That was uh, that was all Baker, and obviously his receivers did work to find a spot there. But that was the one Baker rolled out to his right and, yeah. and found a guy down the field. Yeah, I mean Evans. He, yeah, he was he was finding. There was one drive where it was like, I think he had seven completions, like three to Godwin, three to Evans, one to Moore. Yeah, and I mean, every one of them was a good throw by Baker. He looked very good at times, especially in the second half. Again, yep. when he wasn't on his back, he took four sacks. They all felt massive. Uh, Jared Goff took two sacks. Jared Goff had a couple of bad passes. The Lions receiving court a couple of drops. Um, they targeted him on Ross St. Brown fourteen times, which I completely agreed with. They targeted Sam Laporta eleven times. That was tremendous. Uh, the four targets to Jameer Gibbs were not enough. The four targets to David Montgomery were too many. Um, and they really kind of only lightly pressed the Jamison Williams button, even though you would have thought his speed would have been more of a game breaker. Ultimately, he had, he had one, one huge catch. Yeah, 
huge. They had one deep yeah. one down the right side. They tried early. Yeah, and um, he didn't get it was separation. Just an overthrow. Yeah, he wasn't. Well, he he yeah. wasn't super clean either, but it was a yeah. bit of an overthrow. He didn't. Yeah, he had like thirty yards. Yeah, uh, I would have thought, like you said, I would have thought we'd seen a little more of that. But it was another yeah. one where he saw a couple drives where Laporta was big. Laporta looks. Yep. I went back and looked at his snap and um, routes run charts for like the rest of the year. Like what he did yesterday was a normal workload. Like yep. what he did two weeks ago was like sixty percent of a workload. So like yeah. the fact that they used him uh, almost as fully hundred percent kind of speaks to the yeah somehow somehow the fact that that knee is pretty much ready to go again that's huge for them. He's such a big part of the offense. If him and Gibbs mm-hmm. and you know the rest of the guys play well, this is a this is a team that can score on anybody and. I'm I'm kind of excited for that matchup. The second half of this game was super duper fun. Um, the play There's five of touchdowns the game, and six drives. The, the play of yeah. the game in hindsight was it is tied 10-10. Over betters are just sick to their stomachs. Um, three minutes remaining in the third quarter. And uh, Man Campbell on fourth and goal elected to call... C. Reynolds. Is that Craig Reynolds? The other Reynolds, the fullback. Craig, Craig Reynolds, the fullback. He called Reynolds' number on fourth and one for the one-yard touchdown. Now, it was like a no-doubter. That, I mean, yeah, he was, was, he was in hard. The blocking yeah. was perfect. Uh, at this point, Jonah Jackson was out, and Frank Ragnall had gotten hurt, but he was back. Is that? Am I getting this right? And they still got that amount of perfect blocking in their run game, which was pretty impressive. Um, but the cojones to go for it on fourth and one, give it to your fullback and call an interior running play when two of your most important blockers are hurt uh, was pretty wild. Um, and uh, it worked out for them. Because I, got a, I got a trivia. Where mm-hmm. did where did our friend Craig Reynolds play his college football? Ooh, um, Texas Tech. No, it's in Pennsylvania. Really? Yes. Uh, uh, is he um, a Marist Red Fox? Is that Pennsylvania? I thought that's I don't a, know. New York. I think Marist might be in New York. Um, Cutstown. He went to Cutstown. Division two program that I learned about thirty seconds ago. Um, Andre Reed. Andre Reed went to Cutstown. Yeah. Marist College is in Dutchess, New York. Apparently, there we go. So, yes. Um, yeah. Poughkeepsie. Uh, Ryan Vogelsong, baseball player for the Giants. Cuts down. Yeah, I, I'm like, why? Why didn't I remember this guy at all? But, um, yeah, Craig, Craig had a nice touchdown run there. There was, like we said, the the second half total got there. Um, on those drives, there was what was it? Yeah, I said five touchdowns on six drives back and forth, with just the one Tampa Bay punt in there that mattered a lot. As it turned out, the two point conversion was a terrible play. Hated everything about it. Um, obviously that was big for some people that were laying the six yep. that mattered and yep. really like, again, and because we kind of got breaking news here, I kind of want to touch on this because I was, this was my guy. I was banging the table for Callahan. It sounds oh. like the Titans are hiring him. Oh, how about that? I like that. Frank An offensive Callahan. guy in Tennessee, they just need a, a quarterback and some defensive players and maybe some offensive linemen. Um, a, another young running back, maybe a tight end, and they're there. I mean, I like this better than the other one that was floated around today. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah it, is, it is. It is cuts with a C or a K, which makes <laughs> it cooler. Everything's cool when you replace a C with a K, guys. Um, <sighs> yeah, Patrick says I think I'm zero for forever when two point conversions swing a spread. 
that does it does feel like they basically when you need that two point conversion, it feels like they're starting from like the fifteen yard line. Yeah, it looks like yeah. the longest two yards of your life. Yeah. Um, I will tell you this. I, this is where I wanted to end, and I want to hear your opinion on this. Two, no, two. Uh, well, I got three three final points in this game. Okay. The first is uh, breath of fresh air that uh, uh, Todd Bowles went for two. Too many. He's done it earlier in the year. I know. I'm, I'm not saying like we should be surprised by it, but like sometimes guys do it in less you know high leverage games, and you get to the more high leverage game, and you just kind of get a little chokier, right? But he he went for it anyway. That's a great sign. Um, credit to the broadcast for explaining why, mostly correctly, that it was a good decision. Um, laughable that there are people out there like. It still stuck with their heads stuck in the goddamn mud about this. Like this is not even that controversial or like it doesn't take an advanced degree in math to be able to wrap your head around this. You fucking idiots. Like stop being obtuse about going for two. It so is so fucking obtuse. It is so obvious. Like just stop, please. Like at some point you're going to realize you're wrong and you're just going to stop. Um, and uh, you know, the, and all that said, the goal line fade. Get the fuck out of here, guys. What are, what are we doing? Like, t- you're really going to, you, you're you taking what should be a 50-50 play and you're going to make it a 25% play? Like, yeah, uh, goal line fades can can find, uh, my, you know, find, find, them in, find them in the trash in the two-point conversion playbook. My favorite thing is when, and what Wilbon said today, and everyone should ignore, I, I don't even feel like I should be giving him my breath here. But when he said, like, well, is it just, does analytics just say do this no matter what? Would it say do this if if me and you are out there? Like, that like was his st- point? Yeah. Like, so, what? So that, ar- that argument is that we're so early into analytics and so fucking stupid that we aren't even using, like, let's just say, let's, what would the first, the first data points you would use be? my team and your team and punching them in and their relative strengths. Like it's safe. You know, it's not, if your team was, you know, a huge, huge liability up front that hadn't been, had negative 40 yards rushing yeah, that day. Or had me and you on the team, we would yeah, have 0% like, chance to convert. And so yeah, the, the so analyst would say, kick it. Yeah. <laughs> you must kick. Yes, of course. It, it's wild that like that, that's the very first data point you enter is like, how are we playing? What what do we have available? Does it even what, know that it's in a dome, Andy? What's our, the, what, what the weather is like? What what is our what do we think our percentage is of scoring this two point conversion? Obviously, it sucked that they ran that play. It was a terrible play call. Yeah, it was a terrible play call, and that has kind of borne, I guess, a lot of these people who are just have their head stuck in the sand on this issue. I, I don't understand why. I really don't. Um, and yes, I think you know the days of everyone just doing it and these people being laughed at out of the room is close. <laughs> like we're very close. Uh, so it's kind of worth. It's just you know it, we're, we're we're close anyway. Um, uh, one more thing on Callahan. Yeah. Hit it. <laughs> um, the Pelissero tweet says Callahan had a second interview today, and Tennessee isn't letting him out of the building. Like, I know. I know that you. That's that's a phrase that's used. It's always sounds so sinister. Like he had a second he's interview. Now today held and hostage. They, and they ethered <laughs> he him. Is being, he's, he's, he woke yes. up in a room tied up, and they're not letting him go. <laughs> <laughs> Other ways to say it. it sounds that's so right. Weird. A ransom note has been delivered to his wife and children. Yeah. 
it's cutting cutting up magazines. <laughs> um, yeah. Right. Final yeah. thoughts. Uh, no, Baker. You, okay. no, I yeah. think I think Baker. Yeah. I, I get one now. I, I'll get yeah, because go, it's not go. even about the game. I think go. they keep Baker. I think they like okay. him in there. Um, it sucks because they're going to have to pay him, but there's not a lot of options. If you tag him, it's like thirty million something though. So I think they'll probably want to work out a deal for like a, a, some sort of two year deal with maybe a third year option. Yeah. I'm not a I'm not a big contract guy, but there's a lot of talk about tagging him. Tagging him means you have to pay like fair fair price for his age range and his position, and the fact that his position gets paid forty million something. Like I think it's like thirty five million for his salary next year if they tag him, which is a big bump. It's still you know cheaper than some guys, but so I, I do think they probably work on something. If you can keep Canales, I think you keep Baker for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, those guys made good music together. Uh, okay. Uh, my final thought, the Barnes pick was super, was just superlative. What, what a play by that guy. Like it, it, so few linebackers are coming down with that ball. I gotta tell you, that was, uh, that was outstanding. Uh, get him a goal line package. Uh, happy to see that, uh, better than a goal line fade. Um, the, uh, and then, yeah, the point by Casey on, uh, the, um, not calling a timeout. <clears throat> I mean, I think it's pretty obvious what happened if, um, if uh, Bowles elects, if he's being as aggressive as possible, he calls that timeout on first down. He kind of acknowledged that even if I do that, we're still going to lose the game. So he just threw his hands up and just, you know, he conceded the game, right? The Lions incorrectly snapped the ball early to where he could have changed his mind and called that timeout. Um, but I don't think he was even paying attention. I don't think anyone was really even paying attention. And I don't even yeah. know how I would have felt from a sportsmanship standpoint. I mean, it would have been very easy to criticize the Lions for fucking that up. Um, yeah, but at that think... point, it's like, well, they screwed up. I'm going to take advantage of that. We're going to we're gonna huck one down the sideline and try to have a chance at the Hail Mary. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, I, I don't think they even realized that the Lions had screwed up and no one got in his earpiece and was like, hey, the Lions made a mistake. You should call a timeout. Right. Like, I think they would like he everybody kind of just assumed the game was over. Right. This should be maybe this is an award we need to add. And I maybe spoiled the broth by saying this anyway, but we should have an award for output compared to contract. It was just because he made four million this year. Wow! I mean, just like that's so cheap for a quarterback that led you to. I know it wasn't a good division, but I mean, they probably they would have been in his wild card either way. Like it, it was a decent enough team for a guy that. I mean, it took a couple weeks to get off the ground, and uh, yeah, a lot of it. They might lose Canales, man. After the last two years, he's had. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no more thoughts, but. Uh... Yeah, that would have been the the a lot of people would have been just completely bent out of shape and broken if Bulls had called the timeout and third down. And I don't you know the Lions fucked up. Like, I don't know. I don't know how I would feel about it. As a Lions backer, I was I think everybody just you played felt the game very in a, bad if in they a, in a sportsmanlike way. Everybody just played the game in a very sportsmanlike way, and that was fine. Um, if if they would have if they would have completed a pass for like uh you know to the fifty. And had sure. you know out of bounds with like eight seconds left, you'd have felt very bad about the Lions doing that. <laughs> um, all right, the good one. Let's get to the night game. Yeah, Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs can't kill Chiefs. these fuckers. Can't kill these fuckers. Um, Cockroaches. Um, I wish there was another an example of a franchise having 
this good of a four or five year stretch and just never getting the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> I wish we could think of another team or franchise that's done that. It's like it's you know, it's not the same as the early nineties Bills because yeah. they got almost there. Yeah. But yeah. it is as as Solik has pointed out, as other people have pointed yeah. out, it is wild how close this team is, how good this team has been for years now and has virtually nothing to show for it. And I think it was, I think it was Solik's writing that it was like, it's going to suck if they never, they never do anything because you're going to forget about this team and how good it was because yeah. all the hardware is sitting down in Missouri. Yeah. Yeah, of course. That's the way it goes. <laughs> They'll break through at some point, maybe. Um the uh it's happening with the Ravens right now. Uh although let's they still have one more important hurdle to clear. Um, I know, but the, the thing is that they have their Super Bowls. Like it, it feels different. It's like, all right, okay. well, you know, like maybe we didn't I get see. any more with Lamar, but like we have something in the trophy case. I it's different in Buffalo, it's different in you know Minnesota. Okay, so um uh speaking of writing, uh, you know, if if there were script writers, they nailed this one. Uh, they gave us game. they gave us everything we possibly could have asked for. Although I will say that uh, having the uh, the Buffalo kicker miss it wide right was a little on the nose. <laughs> it was a little a little, uh, uh, yeah, little little mean spirited. Mean spirited. It's, it's funny that we talked about that game a few, <laughs> like a month ago. It's a little mean spirited. Um, I don't. I mean, I'm sure that you could find other franchises who had two very memorable playoff endings that went wide right. Um, but you know, it's still, it's, 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 it was tough and there is a lot of, um, I have a lot of competing thoughts about this game. I haven't really even boiled them all down, but like, I don't think that anyone should be surprised that we saw what we saw that those two quarterbacks were performed at that level, considering what we know about them and how good they are. Um, the injuries to both defenses were definitely a huge factor. And how the game played out. Um, <clears throat> the coaching uh, was amazing for three quarters, and then just absolute, you know, first grade stuff from the in the fourth quarter. I didn't yeah, understand true. what happened uh, with the uh, with both co- with both coaches. Um, I think ultimately the game was decided by something that happened to Allen physically because his passes after the miss to Stefan Diggs. Um, at some point, he got popped pretty hard, it looked like. And maybe it was his plant leg or something like that. But his passes were pretty erratic, uncharacteristically erratic. Josh Allen's, I thought. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad the, you brought in, that up because it's so hard to tell where because he ran the ball so much. Sure. And even it's funny, like he'll something slide happened. and get hit. He doesn't even he knows he's like, I'm too big to get that call. Like yeah. He doesn't even he doesn't even ask for a flag. He just kind of looks around like, all right, get these guys off me. We got to play to run. But <laughs> I mean, he t- he takes so many hits, it was hard to tell. I wondered about that because he was a little off on the last couple drives at times. Well, really, um, his, pre- his although the pass Diggs, to Diggs was Diggs was not good. No, Diggs, Diggs was not good. Diggs no, but maybe yeah. carrying an injury for a good part of the season that we yeah. It's what if Diggs came out and be like, I had to have ab- abductor surgery tomorrow. Yeah, it wouldn't you know, surprise me. Sports hernia, I'll be out for four months. Yeah, that sounds right. Like it looked like he was carrying something very painful in ab or rib. Um, the uh, but the yeah the miss to Diggs, which was on Diggs one million percent, was tough, and I was a perfectly thrown ball. Um, the 
the stuff at the very end, we just kind of felt like he was spraying it a little. And if he didn't have it physically, I don't know why he was so determined to go for the kill shots. Um, they needed to take more time anyway. Like I just, it, it didn't feel like there was vision or plan or like an adult in the room uh, that was like kind <laughs> of helping them. Put it, yeah. And like the in the in, inside the two minutes, like what, like the obviously there was Diggs coming op- was wide open on a crosser when he targeted Shakir in the end zone. Right. And honestly, the play to Shakir in the end zone felt like I was watching Gabe Davis in the end zone again, all over again. Like, holy crap, like, this is the same play. It's the same throw. He missed him this time. Um, and but, you know, like I, I, I even going for the touchdown there, I, you know, yeah, you want to be ahead, but there's still a lot of time left. Didn't really entirely understand why anyone would have been happy settling for a field goal there. I felt really like there was this sense of, and I had, I had the Chiefs in some teasers in this one, so I, I you know, I'd been cheering for them to keep it close at least. I wanted a good game. I assumed that was a very safe leg, um, but like I was still kind of cheering for the Bills. I know you had, I know you had Chiefs funny line, but it just felt so bad for this oh, franchise. Yeah. I was kind of rooting for them, and that that stretch there when they got down to you know, whatever it was that, you know, somewhere, what was that last drive? Like the 15, where did they get stopped? Uh, it's like the 20 ish. Yeah. Wherever it was like those three plays, it's just like, Oh man, we're just, we're, this is what we're doing. Like it felt like you, you needed to have some plays that weren't aimed at the end zone. Like my goal yeah. there as an it's offensive the coordinator, my goal is because of the time left, my goal 100% is not the end zone on any of those drives. My goal is to get a first down within three plays and then be able to run the ball some more and try. Because, again, if, if you score on any of those plays or even if you make the field goal, what do you have, like a 20% chance to win? Yeah. If, if, I, think it's, <laughs> I think it's like 15 if you make the field goal, 25 to 30 if you scored. Like th- their defense. Let me pull up. Let me pull well. up the exact number. But yes, I agree with you. It's low. Just the, the way their defense was playing. Just like man, even if you complete that pass with like two minutes left, like well, what chance? What chance do you have of stopping Mahomes the way that your defense looks right now? And a lot of it was the injuries, and that's obviously a big deal. But still, it, it felt, it felt, it felt tough. It was. It was a really tough one. Um the I guess actually, according to public models, they're still pretty. Yeah, they're pretty low. That was that was a bad one. I was gonna I was gonna say I kind of want to look at what like Lee Lee had or look at the ESPN even. Yeah, a, 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 allegedly going into that play, their win probably was forty one percent on fourth and nine, and a forty four yard field goal probably I don't was like new, was probably neutral. And a miss took them down to fourteen <clears> percent. <throat> um, yeah, I'm I'm a little lower than that in my uh, yeah. noggin model. Yeah, I think so. I think that's fair too. Because because just because of the way your defense was getting abused. I mean, you're again like all of these are based on just neutral offense, not you know God mode Mahomes and the likelihood he was going to be able to move the ball and score, which was high, <laughs> right? Um, Mahomes and the Chiefs' offense barely had the ball in this game it is almost like the bills came in with like a, a specific plan of we need to win time of possession two to one 
and we need to be uh, good in the red zone. We need to go for on fourth down often. Uh, and they did all of, and we need to avoid turnovers. Yeah. They did all of those things. Zero turnovers in this game, zero sacks, two of three on fourth down, um, doubled the time of possession almost. Uh, and yet it wasn't, still was not enough. It's it was pretty unbelievable. Pretty and unbelievable. yeah, I mean, this is, this is kind of what I, it, it's almost like you were trying to thread a needle there. It's yes. so hard. You can't score too quick. You can't, you can't yeah. get left with a fourth and long. Like they really, really needed yeah. to thread a needle. And that's super yeah. hard. Even to do 13 this. seconds is too much because as we, they know, as they know. <laughs> so, um, although that happening twice in the lifetime is probably pretty unlikely. I read some um, good stuff about the, you know, they were able to run the ball effectively through both the backs and Josh Allen, but that it cuts down on your chances of explosive plays. And obviously that's what you need against the chiefs. That's what you need against anybody to make a drive. You know, just having one explosive play on a drive makes a, that the EPA of that drive go up, a, you know, I think, I think it's like sixfold or something. Silly. Sure. So like but the at fact same time, you, like you ran the ball early and it was effective, but, they weren't able to like turn it on in the right spots late. I don't know. I don't know that they needed explosiveness. They needed to be able to milk the clock. <laughs> like yeah. They did exactly what they needed to do. Uh, That's what's just... weird. I, I wasn't quite sure what to do in a second. Like if I'm, I'm looking at the bills, I'm like, what's the plan here? Because the plan is um, maybe you have to score on every drive. Yeah. And maybe that's why I'm hard on them because it's just like, shit, the plan is we have to score on every single drive because we can't stop a cold right okay. now. All right, let's talk about some of the other nuances here. Uh, coming out of halftime, we had a touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Mm-hmm. Looked like this was fall lying over the second half. It ended up staying under because there were no more points scored, <laughs> which is crazy. in and of itself crazy. I, no, the um, Chiefs got right down to the end zone again. What happened there? <laughs> well, let's talk about what happened preceding that, which was they set up the Chiefs on a short field by going for a fake, fake punt. <clears throat> Didn't, there probably I didn't people like out it. There didn't like it, uh, especially because like, I and mean, we've covered this a million times, and I'm I'm probably now old man yelling at cloud on this uh, to a degree. But like, if you have Pat Mahomes or Josh Allen, and you want to go for it on fourth down, just put the ball, snap them the ball. <laughs> like yeah. your chances of converting it if you snap them the ball are greater. And the like, element of surprise is something, hey, look, but it's if it not was enough fourth to and one, that. If it was fourth and inches. If it was fourth and one and you literally just needed to push and get it, then that's cool. It was fourth and five. Like, you know who I I have uh, something like 99% confidence that on any given fourth and five, regardless of the surprise, regardless of number of players on the field, I think Josh Allen has a higher likelihood of converting fourth and five than DeMar Hamlin with the ball in his hands independent of all of the other circumstances just, well, in that moment. Hamlin just didn't have a lot of carries coming in. <laughs> it's, it's hard to tell. No, it, it wasn't a well, like, it wasn't well blocked. It wasn't super well disguised, I guess, off the jump. I don't think you had, you had the surprise, but the fact that they were kind of bunched in there. Yeah. You know, they were the box was semi loaded. It felt. I'm going to go back and watch that one again mm-hmm. because it felt like one of those where you have to kill that. Plus, I feel bad. Saying, that's wrong terminology when we're using Demar, but you have to kill that play <laughs> at the line when you see them stacked up in there like that. I don't know. Surely. 
feels like there's either there's got to be some sort of kill call to yeah no it, like it, hey we're punting looked, we're punting or, it looked punting. telegraphed yeah it looked telegraphed and honestly like going for it with if if they elected to go for it with Josh Allen there on fourth and five I think we're all like you get it you get it uh you know McDermott you know the stakes here you understand like even, would, even no he's not getting a simple quarterback draw. A simple yes, quarterback yeah. drop probably gets that seventy five percent of the time. I, I think so too. Patrick, Jesus Christ. I think so too. Uh, so uh, ultimately, that, it was putting that up on screen. You're terrible. It was a massive momentum shift, and Isaiah Pacheco then took it twenty nine yards to the Buffalo three. And then you'll never believe this, but Andy Reid got cute. McCole Hardman. Let's get McCole Hardman involved. At the three yard line again. It wasn't his one touch. It's one touch of this game. He fumbled in the red zone. We got lucky that in that moment. Um, well, I'm not saying it was a bad play, but I but literally getting my, my, ice cold McCall Hardman involved didn't need didn't feel necessary. Like, no. you know, a lot of other a lot of other ways you could have approached that, um, and that was the worst possible outcome. And it's kind of the only outcome you needed to be kind of aware of not happening was turnover. Like, period. And uh, the greatest slash worst rule in sport, depending on which side you bet on or yeah. over, you went to over or under, uh, came into play as it always does and uh, gave the Bills renewed life. Um, the Bills ultimately squandered it with a three play minus two yard punt. Uh, at this play, at, you know, both those drives, the four play seven yard drive and the three play two yard drive minus two yard drive, I was like, I, I was questioning, is Allen okay? Because it did feel like he had lost a little bit of juice somehow, some way. Um, but then he threw the bomb that uh, was a just miss to uh, um, to Diggs on first and ten on the twenty uh, in the final drive for them. So it's, it's just, so clearly he had the ability to throw you know pinpoint passes deep. But um, here's one other funny thing about the the missed field goal drive for the Bills: it ate almost seven minutes of clock. <laughs> like that was a crazy long drive. And at that moment, to eat seven minutes was like, okay, wow, I guess you're going to take it right down. Um, do you think being that, you know, like you said, trying to thread a needle, like did, did that check out to you? Or should you have been a little bit more like, let's make sure we at least have two more possessions in this game? That's that's a tough call. I don't know. It, there, there, were, there was a lot, like just like I think about that, the difference between an Allen play the stupid fake and the punt probably weren't a huge amount of difference there until you actually ran the play. And then that was, but I don't know. That's probably marginal, right? I had to look back too. I forgot Hardman. Hardman actually had another fumble in the game early on um, in the red zone. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah, well, that's uh, so what I'm saying. Like, what, like, like a guy's ice cold. Yeah, you giving him. It's, it's, you put the ball in his hand one time all game. He fumbled. You got very lucky not to lose it in that moment. And yeah, th- those are those are again. the only two plays that he was that he touched the ball. So he had he had the run in the red zone that luckily that Watson Watson recovered, and then he had the the terrible terrible through the end zone. So that's cr- I thought he might have had another touch after. Well, after that, obviously can't give him. But goodness, yeah, that's yeah. bad. I I probably wouldn't have called this number again at that point. No, you're right. Yeah. What, what was um, the original question there? I got off. I just got off base. Like, if you're the Bills, are you comfortable using you know 
a seven minute a bills I guess in the vacuum now that we know what happened obviously it's a little bit different to ask this question yeah. but a seven minute drive at that stage of the game where you take it inside the two minute warning and all you get is a field goal attempt out of it doesn't feel like you know you're kind of in keeping with the stakes of the game at that point no again like I said once they got down there that was that was a loss like the, the fact that you treated those last few plays the way you did and got those Got the, sometimes you know it'd be a little results oriented, and if he'd completed, maybe he completes one of those, and maybe something shitty happens to the Chiefs and they get a you know a turnover and the Bills win the game. But there's you know the the way they treated that last drive at the end felt like wow you've lost wow. like that's another that's another year. And yes, as Patrick's pointed out, they are about to enter some bad years for uh, the salary cap. They got Josh Allen. They'll be a, they'll they're be gonna, a, they're they'll gonna be have relevant. to yeah they're gonna have to move some money around. They'll be relevant. This is a good wide receiver draft. They got Josh Allen. I'm not really crying for that. Yeah, that's I mean, that's kind of it. They kind of have to hit on some younger players now. Yeah. Uh, major question. Because, <clears throat> I mean, all, like, basically the entire game was just reflecting on the Bills. The entire, you know, kind of post-mortem is reflecting on the Bills. Um, we're kind of not really zeroing in much on the Chiefs who are moving on. Um, but so final thoughts on the Bills, like – just keep, just think about this for a little while, or do you feel like in the moment we have clarity that you need to move on from McDermott and give you know get us get a fresh start there? Because if you don't move on from McDermott, then the entire off season is windows closed, windows closed, windows closed. You bring him back as a lame duck, if deserving it or not, like that. This is still like you know it's, it's not a um. You know, it's not a, a a situation you're dying to be in, I don't think, if you want to be contending. You either have to fire him or <laughs> extend him. It's the answer. Like, because uh, there is something about having that lame duck. It, it makes it, uh, it feels weird. There's a vibe. You've heard players talk about that even where it's like, hey, we know what the season is. Like, they won't say it out loud, but it, it's a it's a weird vibe to try to listen to a leader of men you know is probably not going to be here next year. So they neither need to get behind him and say, we're bringing in, we're going to go get the best, you know, some so, of the best coordinators around oh, him. He's not, yeah, he's not technically a lame duck, but he's a lame duck in spirit in that if, how many well, more One more year in this, they absolutely get rid of him. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he is right. a lame duck. Yeah, right, yeah. Like, like they, they, it's, it's, it's just, it, it doesn't, I don't know why you want, I don't know why you want to do that. I don't know why you want to waste another year of Allen's prime. I think you just hit the reset with a new quarterback, get an offensive guy in there. And honestly, like, I think it's a win-win for McDermott to leave and go coach somewhere else. Like, you know, uh, go get, even, like, even what do you, even a coordinator yeah. job? Yeah. Or you go, go work for a team. Dude, dude, there, there's not good enough candidates for all these jobs that are open right now. There's like so McDermott would be at the, you'd be right at the top of a pile. Uh, people, and people are interviewing Ron Rivera to be a DC. Like, McDermott, you know, there's there's jobs out there, guys. Yeah, and honestly, like, I, I honestly think it could be a win-win for him to find a new home. We'll see. But um, and I want a, an offensive-minded head coach with Allen just to see what the hell happens. But who knows? Um, may not get it. They may run it back because of one playoff win. And I, I mean, uh, and good job by him getting the young players coached up on that Buffalo's Bill defense, where they were good at the end of the year after as miserable as they were in the middle. So, whatever. Um, yeah, too, just too many injuries. And then, like you said, we didn't talk a ton about Kansas City because there's not a lot to say that hasn't been said for the last few years. Like, Mahomes was great. 
Reed put together some good plays outside of the brain yep. farts to McColl. Yep. Uh, Rasheed Rice is a is a bona fide weapon right now. Kelsey's good when he's one hundred percent, and they've gotten a lot out of Pacheco. Um, yeah. This is a huge step up in class from an injured Bills defense to a very good Baltimore defense with a you know extra time to plan. Although you know it's. They did have to wait for that. It's not like they could just assume who wins that game. They did have to wait a little bit before they could really start putting the the actual nuts and bolts together. But they do get the extra day of rest, so it's it's a big step up in class for this offense. You'll see it because that's been you know one of the the bugaboos of this year is like there's been a few games where it's like ah Chiefs Chiefs just aren't doing anything. You know they're not getting anything out of anyone but Kelsey. Kelsey has two drops. They have ten points. We're in the third quarter. The the offense has just struggled at points when no one steps up. It's weird to say, like, do you just take away Rasheed Rice? Let him let him try to work all the you know, everything through Kelsey and realize none of the other wide receivers are gonna give you much. What do you think of the defense for the Chiefs? Good Tech, enough. Good enough. Well, got some pressure I mean, at some times. It's a it's a tough offense to defend. And that, that they're going to have another, again, another very tough test. The Baltimore offense looked good, but because um, I, I felt it's like it's one of those things where I, I I hate to harp on pressure rates and like sacks because it's one of those weird quarterbacks. And again, you're going to have another one of those in a row where you don't want to go overboard with the the blitzing and you know sometimes pressure isn't always a good thing versus a guy who's that willing to scramble up the middle. Yeah. Um... Couple of couple of injuries to note: Derek Nadi, Willie Gay, Mike Edwards, all worth watching on the defense this week and matter for particularly run stop. Um, I don't think you want to go into this game against the Ravens with a broken spine. Um, Joe Thune, mm, that yeah. was there was an update on that. That I mean, he he, he starts, he matters. The the fill in did yeah. all right, but yeah, he's got he got an MRI in his pack. I didn't get a an update on that one. Yeah, it was, was Willie strain, Gay pack strain. Willie, Willie Gay, I think, has a chance to miss. The sure. fact that they they ruled him out pretty quick with a neck injury. I don't know if he pulled something or what happened. And then the the Mike Edwards was early. That was a concussion. Um, short week to come back, but it's still the postseason where concussion protocol gets awful squirrely, guys. So, yeah, we forgot we forgot to mention the. Uh, we didn't talk Lions injuries too. Like Jonah Jackson is out, out man. Okay, I mean that, that he's out. Brock Wright is out, out. They signed another tight end today. I mean Zach, Zach Ertz is coming to town. Frank Ragnow broke everything below his waist. Um, he'll start. He's fine. Expected to go. <laughs> he's, he's tough. He's like, he, yeah, he's going to be out there in two leg braces. He's going to look like Forrest Gump at center, but he's apparently just tougher than shit. Um, and then I don't know what James Houston if he's ever coming back. He practiced a little bit there, or they they activated him off the IR, but they said he's not ready. So okay. I don't know. Um, the uh, openers look fair to you, pretty much. Like I said, I'm I'm still maybe too high on Baltimore, too low on Kansas City because I'm at like a five. Okay, <laughs> which is wrong. Um, I'm mm-hmm. I'm above I'm above seven for San Francisco. Some of that again yeah. is just uh, I jack up home field a little in the playoffs. Surely, I think the rest advantages matter. I think Kansas City traveling again, not something you know. It's like oh they haven't 
played a, a road playoff game. They certainly haven't played two in two weeks uh, under this regime. So another, you know, big ask for them to prep for another hostile crowd, another you know, road environment here for the second straight week against another a better team. So I'm at like five and eight in these. Uh, I like the over in San Francisco. I like the under in Kansas City. I haven't bet any of those yet. Wait, say those again. I like the over in San Francisco. Okay. I like the under in Baltimore. Ooh, we disagree there. Yeah. I'm just, if I had to pick, like those are where my numbers are leaning. Like I said, I don't have any bets yet. I haven't, I haven't wagered on any of this. I'd like to hear your case for Well, let's talk about what we disagree with. Let's hear your case for the over in Kansas City, Baltimore. Yeah. Um, two overrated defenses. In particularly in ways that uh, are, are bad matchups for their opponent. What do you think? I don't know. I like Kyle Hamilton quite a bit. Sure. And if, Will, if Willie Gates could to goal and, you know, uh, Sneed, Sneed's a bit polarizing because I think he's very good at times, but he can get, uh, he can get blown up a little. I don't know. Maybe I, I'm going to, I like that you've given me something to dig into tomorrow. There's no, not enough games anymore. Like it just sucks. <laughs> I'm going to have to concentrate on golf, but. Um, a couple of very good defensive coordinators who I think can make adjustments for these offenses Yeah, is, is kind of where my head was at. I have a lot of respect for what both of these guys did yeah. in-game and pre-game. And yeah. I think uh, Mahomes is exactly the right quarterback to handle the uh, kind of confusion and misdirection of the simulated blitz packages that Mike McDonald likes to bring. Sure. Uh, I think his escapability and uh, you know kind of effectiveness on the ground is is pretty dynamic in this contest. Um, <clears throat> I do think that the screen game will be effective less so than it was against Buffalo because of the linebackers being all universe instead of who who who's who's. Um, but the um, uh, the ability to attack down the field, but with Mahomes and company, I think is going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be available. If you're, as long as you're not trying to attack over the middle, I think you can be successful through the air with these guys. The Rams showed us that a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and honestly, I think this is a pretty similar sort of, a, um, you know, DNA offensively the Chiefs is bringing into Baltimore. And I think the, you know, the Chiefs can, can do their part in getting us to the total. And I think the Chiefs defense is really, really, really drawing dead against uh, the rushing attack of the Ravens, which is going to have a pretty uh, a pretty outstanding day. Um, I mean, mediocre rushing attacks have made these guys look bad. Um, this, is, this is a funny one from Gil. Chiefs, Chiefs didn't have any back-breaking drops uh, yesterday. <laughs> Gotta think that will last. Yeah, MVS is riding high, guys. He is now your. You know, he's now he's good. good. He's good. He's again. now good. Wow. No, I think uh, this has uh, this has old school uh, like forty seven ish should be fair type of a uh, type of vibe to me. Um, so I'm gonna play over forty four and a half. That's the only thing I really is like it this 44 week. Forty four and a half still. I was yeah, I'm at, I'm at. I'm seeing forty fours. Um, let me update my thing because I'm pretty sure I'm staring at oh, yeah. one now. I was I I was still on last week. Yeah. <laughs> oh like, yeah, last year we closed four. I was looking at the divisional round. Um oh, okay. Okay. I'm I'm at like forty I'm at like forty three and fifty two. These are okay. not strong on the totals. I'm I have more of a 
edge on the sides right now. So I, I get where you're going. I, I just wonder. Uh, yeah. I wonder if I'm staying away from this game altogether from a total standpoint because it's it's three great coordinators and then Patrick Mahomes. Okay, I'm going to leave Nagy out of this for now. And yeah. I, I guess I don't know what I'm going to get. I mean, I think taking the points with the Chiefs is also correlated with the over. Right? Like the total is not getting there unless the Chiefs are answering. Sure. That's fair. Uh, and I think uh, I think the Niners are probably the bet at seven. That's yeah. been a fun market because that's getting some. I kind of wish I would have taken some six and a half. Yeah, that, sure, shit, man. Now that, sure, it, shit. Now that it is plumbed, I'm gone. But there's I, been I'm some two way action there, so you might get another chance. There's a there. These are big boy limits. We're taking fifty or thirty k, thirty k on sides, and uh, it's been getting bounced around. Um, Another one. We're taking five k on total right now, but the totals, the total markets have been very quiet. I think people are waiting for bigger limits. Niners, uh, 49ers team total didn't get home for anyone who bet that last week. Feels like a good, uh, maybe you Martingale that if that's something you bet. Because I do <laughs> again, I like the Niners. I like the over. I think they, I think they end up with thirty five. So that might yeah. be something. Yeah, I mean the yak, the yak. The Shanahan style of offense against this defense that's poor tackling and can really only get by with kind of the blow it up pass rush when they get home. Like this is not the kind of defense you go into San Francisco and succeed with. Um I think I think the Niners pick their number in this one. Sure. Good. All right. I think yeah, I'm if I have one bet and I'm I'm kind of looking up what the that's the thing about team totals. You can take a pretty good guess. Like it should be 28 and a half, 29, somewhere like that. But it always sucks when it's like, hey, this should be 20, 29, and it's 28 and a half, minus 140, <laughs> something like that. This is, you know, just juice I don't like laying. But 28 and a half over is minus 105 at Lovig right now. Mm. I don't hate that. Cavaliers having a nice night. Big old rust advantage <laughs> coming through against the Magic. 72 to 47 in the first half. Oh, buddy. They were dogs yesterday when I bet that. Uh, Ayuk. Oh, man. Ayuk. Was it Ayuk who had that shoestring? Yeah. That, it, that catch on, like, it was like a third down to where he went yeah. down and got it. He's, that was the biggest thing. Like, Purdy. Yeah. The, the joke that was made about, like, how are we going to have somebody had a great tweet where it's like, how are we having Jared Goff in a game? And he's the lesser of the liabilities in bad weather. <laughs> Purdy in the rain is. It's not going to be raining next week. It's going to no, be beautiful it, so it, next week. Oh, we're looking at all time Cali Baltimore next week. Yeah. Um, wind doesn't look to be a factor in either spot. Baltimore may get rain, but we're so far out. I don't want to say that. Uh, it looks like it's going to be pretty decent. Mid 50s. A nice, uh, you know, a nice San Francisco day with yeah. light light winds. I, I, I can see how you have a, a 150-ish type of number. This is this is just a beautiful match. We just talking about Arizona State. Yeah, yeah. The the last time that a uh, uh, an amateur won, it was a kid from Arizona State. Yes, party school. Mm -hmm. That's right. All right, good to go. Wrap it up. I think so. Unless you have anything else on the the coaching hires and stuff. Uh, Opinion on Shane Waldron to Bears OC. Good job by the Bears. I think it's a decent hire. I think so too. I like Callahan, but that's a big wait and see. 
I liked uh, offense. Yeah, I liked I liked the uh, Ryan Nielsen hire by the Jags defensive coordinator. That was a nice get. Wasn't he was blocked at first from? Yeah, that was a nice get though. They unblocked him and they took him right away. Yeah, I didn't care for the GM hire in Carolina, but I do wonder if with with there being like three other openings, all the good candidates are like, yeah, yeah I'm gonna. I'll be in San Diego or Los Angeles interviewing. Yeah. You guys like, can, I'll just oh, do it. I'll, I'll work for an owner who's not a psycho. Yeah. So they, <laughs> yeah. they did end up. Yeah. That's the tough part. They promoted from within. So he was a guy who was involved in the process that put them where they're at. Yeah. So, it, um, yeah, they they hired someone. They hired someone in Carolina. They just uh, promoted their assistant GM. Yeah, so he's, he's he's already working for Tepper. So he, he doesn't know any other hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, does the uh, uh, Shane Waldron hire um, give you any insight as to what Chicago is going to do in terms of Fields Inc. Fields or Williams? I don't. I don't think it makes a difference. They could have hired Justin Fields' dad. I think they're still going to do the. I think diligence. they're still going to draft. You think they're still going to draft? Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, they they could have hired his whole family. I still think they're taking a quarterback first. Okay. It's time. It's time to step into a new rookie contract okay i think he very very gone was that the sentiment in chicago i i think so i think that anyone i talked to was kind of not only leaning that way as a what they think will happen but that is what they want to happen at this point yeah okay all right so that's why caleb williams is minus 900 to go first in the draft i know i still want to i still want to make some bets on like uh uh, the other Daniels is maybe uh, as some of the, some of the long shots there because you never know. It's a long time till the draft. We still have the oh shit, this guy did crazy stuff at the combine. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. love those. And then last little nugget that I just read, and I don't even know if it's bullshit. Is turns out like, rookie of the year. Blank Arthur Blank oh. is the only person in the building who wants to hire Belichick. Apparently. Oh, like he he is absolutely willing to make make it happen. It sounds like do whatever to make it happen. And the front office disagrees with him on the move. So I'm curious to see how that'll go. Ooh, well, that's scandalous. I like that. Well, yeah, no, that, but they, I mean, they've interviewed McDonald. They uh, Callahan isn't happening, obviously, but they interviewed Wilkes, Navarro, mm-hmm. Belichick, Harbaugh, Brian Johnson. Um, that one's probably not happening. Joe Brady, they requested an interview. They interviewed Slowick. So, I mean, it's not like they don't have their fingers in other pies. Does Ben Johnson have a home, or is he really not going to get picked up? I, like, I think he might just be your Washington. Carolina, Carolina or Washington. Carolina? Yeah. Oh, I thought I'd heard kind of things were moving moving, moving at a healthy clip in D.C. It, it's tough because um, you can't actually interview guys who – are with a team until a certain point. You can only do Zoom interviews yeah. until a certain point, and then they're still in. So, like, it feels like Washington – well, maybe Seattle. Washington, Seattle, Carolina, those three. Okay. In that order. Like, if he's if he's in the nation's capital, that makes the most sense, I think. Mm. I dig it. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, so now they, they can finally interview guys now because we've gotten past the, the second set of playoff games, but he's also – still you know working on a playoff plan okay tons of oh lipscomb says tons of smoke and he's a dc guy 
Okay. Very cool. Maryland, though. All right. It's called well, Night. You guys have been cool. You guys have been awesome. I've enjoyed everything about it. I had some fun. I had some laughs. We got some uh, wagers to look at this weekend. It's going to be a lot of prop bets again. Um, next week, we'll do some. Is it awards? Awards. Award yeah. season. Awards and, uh, and maybe talk about the teams that aren't in the Super Bowl. Yeah, not the real awards, the, the deep dive awards. So yeah. Wednesday, Wednesday will probably be kind of short. We'll just go through these two games. Uh, anything we learned over the last couple of days? Oh, I'm, excited to that debate. Day. I'm decided to debate least valuable player. Oh, you got to get me the list. We gotta oh, talk, no, all right, we're going to talk off air. All right. All right. All right. Hey, we'll see you guys. Enjoyed it. Hit the thumbs up. Have a good week. Peace out. A lot of great awards. Shower Fart Game of the Year. That one's that one's tough. We had a 3-0 game and a 6-0 game this year, Andy.